It's Thursday, September the 10th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, criticism for Johnson's Brexit bill and a double scandal in Washington. First, the world in brief. The British government proposed new legislation that would override parts of the Brexit agreement signed with the European Union in January. Many MPs, including some from the ruling Conservatives, have criticised it as showing blatant disregard for international law. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, said she was very concerned. Talks on a trade deal continue. Senior officials at America's Department of Homeland Security sought to censor or block reports on Russian election interference, according to a whistleblower's complaint released by the House Intelligence Committee. Brian Murphy, the former head of DHS's intelligence branch, said he was also directed to modify an assessment of white supremacists to make it appear less severe and include information on violent left-wing groups. President Donald Trump was directly quoted and recorded telling a reporter on February 7th that the coronavirus was deadly stuff and much worse than the flu, and that he deliberately understated its danger during the initial outbreak of the pandemic. He and his staff made various other such damning statements to Bob Woodward, an architect of the original Watergate investigation. America's senior general in the Middle East announced that its armed forces in Iraq would be reduced from 5,200 to 3,000 later this month, part of Donald Trump's promise to remove all troops from the country as soon as possible. Those who remain are expected to keep assisting Iraqi forces in the fight against Islamic State's jihadists. LVMH's planned takeover of Tiffany & Co, an American jeweler, turned sour. Tiffany is suing the French luxury goods giant, accusing it of deliberately stalling the $16 billion deal to force a renegotiation. LVMH said it received a request from the French government to delay the deal because of worries over American tariffs on French goods. Fire destroyed Greece's largest migrant camp. Thousands of refugees and other migrants fled Moria on the island of Lesbos, which was dangerously overcrowded. The camp is home to around 13,000 people, although it is only intended to accommodate 4,000. Some of them suffered from smoke inhalation. Another opposition politician was detained by masked men in Belarus. Maxim Znak, a member of the Coordination Council, a body set up to oppose President Alexander Lukashenko, was seen being taken away in Minsk, the capital. Maria Kolesnikova, another opposition leader, is still in detention after she resisted attempts to deport her to neighbouring Ukraine earlier this week. And editor's note, yesterday we misstated the falls in the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq stock indices. Apologies. And now, here's today's agenda. The chips are down, Huawei. Huawei is struggling. On September 15th, the firm will lose access to the cutting-edge chips that are fundamental to its business of making smartphones and cellular network infrastructure. That is thanks to recent rule changes by the American government forbidding companies that use American technology from making chips for Huawei. Nonetheless, today the Chinese giant kicks off a three-day developer conference. The mood is likely to be somber. 
Though it has some $56 billion cash on hand and a grand stockpile of chips, losing the ability to source its most important components will drag down its business. Executives like Richard Yu, the boss of Huawei's smartphone business, face the task of convincing developers to market their software inside an app store likely to face extinction within a year. The themes of the presentations are toughness, growth and new partnerships. To survive, Huawei will need lashings of all three. Money Spinner – Peloton's Fortunes when Peloton filed for an IPO last year, many people dismissed it as a passing fitness fad. But thanks in part to COVID-induced gym closures, demand for its pricey at-home exercise bikes and video class subscriptions has rocketed. In the first quarter of 2020, which included only the very start of lockdowns, sales rose by 66% compared with a year ago. Analysts expect even better numbers, including Peloton's first-ever quarterly profit when it releases earnings for the April to June period today. The price of its shares has more than tripled since their debut on the Nasdaq a year ago, but like other stay-at-home standout performers, Peloton has to show it can maintain its success as the world emerges from the pandemic. Besides reopened gyms, Peloton will have to fend off deep-pocketed rivals. Apple is already rumoured to be working on its own digital fitness classes. But Peloton's popular instructors and sophisticated technology put it at the front of the pack. On hold for now, COVID-19 vaccine trials. Clinical trials of a front-running COVID-19 vaccine have been halted after a participant in Britain had a suspected adverse neurological reaction to the jab. Such cases are not unusual. The vaccine, developed by the University of Oxford and AstraZeneca, a pharmaceutical giant, is already in final trials. More than 30,000 volunteers, including some in their 70s, have received the vaccine or a placebo. In a group this big, some people would naturally fall ill for reasons unrelated to the jab. The trial is expected to resume as soon as an investigation is completed, probably in the coming days. Even if doctors conclude that an adverse reaction to the vaccine occurred, that does not necessarily mean it will be shelved. Many vaccines are unsuitable for people with certain medical conditions, but safe for everyone else. Seven other COVID-19 vaccines are in similar large trials. More hold-ups should be expected, but they are not necessarily a cause for worry. Currency Conundrum – The European Central Bank Meets The Eurozone has been blessed by better economic news recently. Growth figures for the second quarter were not as bad as expected, and the EU agreed to a joint €750 billion Euro fiscal stimulus. Yet when the ECB meets today, it faces a new headache. Strengthening economic prospects have pushed the euro up by nearly 5% on a trade-weighted basis since early May. By making imports cheaper, the strong euro is dragging down the outlook for inflation. The ECB has undershot its inflation target of below but close to 2% since 2012, and the pandemic had already made the prospect of hitting the target more remote. In June, the ECB forecast that even by the end of 2022, inflation would remain lower than 1.5%. Few analysts expect the bank to loosen monetary policy today, but Christine Lagarde, the bank's president, may try to talk down the currency by hinting that it might in future. 
Homeward Bound, Pakistan's Opposition. It is joked that senior Pakistani politicians exist in one of three states, in power, in prison or in London. Nawaz Sharif is in the third, his opponents want him in the second. In 2018, the former Prime Minister was sentenced to seven years for corruption on charges he calls politically motivated. In November, he was allowed to visit Britain for four weeks for medical treatment. He has not returned and is appealing against his conviction. Islamabad's High Court has ordered him to appear in person today. He has asked the court to relent and his political party says he will not attend, arguing his heart is still dicky and he would be in danger from the coronavirus. Meanwhile, a judge in another case in which Mr Sharif is accused of not depositing diplomatic gifts with the Treasury yesterday declared him an absconder. Staying away, he risks forfeiting his property, but few expect Mr Sharif back soon. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Mary Wollstonecraft, who died on this day in 1797. Independence I have long considered as the grand blessing of life, the basis of every virtue. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.